AG1 is a comprehensive and convenient blend of over 70 high quality ingredients. And what that means is each morning when I wake up, before I do anything else, I drink AG1 to set me up for the day. It keeps me clear headed, full of energy and focused on whatever I need to do, like writing the fighting cock, for example. One scoop once a day before breakfast and that's it. I've actually found that I've not been needing coffee in the morning to get me started. I've still been drinking coffee because I love coffee, but it's not because it's like a necessity to do so. AG1 is made out of the highest quality ingredients subject to the strictest manufacturing standards. AG1 is NSF certified for sport and this process involves exhaustive testing and verification that every serving of AG1 is exactly what you see on the label. If you want to take ownership of your health, try AG1 and get a free one year supply of vitamin D and five free AG1 travel packs for your first purchase. Go to drinkag1.com forward slash the fighting cock. That's drinkag1.com forward slash the fighting cock to get started. And to help the podcast. Thank you very much. Have a great day and enjoy the show. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, Geico can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners or renters coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and GEICO is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to GEICO.com or contact your local agent today. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, Geico can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners or renters coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and GEICO is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to GEICO.com or contact your local agent today. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. 
Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, Geico can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners or renters coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and GEICO is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to GEICO.com or contact your local agent today. It's the fighting. It's the fighting. Clock! It's the fighting. It's the fighting. Oh, no. Yes, it's recording. It's episode 46, season 7 of the Fighting Cop Podcast. Today I'm joined by Felonius Filth. Hello. And we've got David Alfie Ward. Hello. How's everything going, boys and girls? Actually, before we start, um, if the sound is a bit weird or it doesn't sound like the podcast used to, um, we're using a new mic. It's not a, a borrowed mic, essentially, because our one isn't available tonight. So apologies for that in advance if this sounds odd. How's everyone doing? Not bad. Are you over the uh, the result, the shocking result of Rochdale? No. League one, bottom of the table, Rochdale, scraping a, a, a draw against the might, the conquerors of Arsenal, the conquerors of Manchester United, the, the draw against Liverpool, the, the, the respectable draw against Juve. You go to Rochdale and... Uh, what happened happened it's not on frankly if we're going to call ourselves a top club we can't have can't have results like this at all strong, so, strong words um, I'm disgusted disgusted yeah I don't, I don't know if I'm that strong about it <laughs> uh, you know um, I think they deserve something they do we played you know essentially a second string side come on it, well, it was though it was 11 it? changes there was a lot of changes no, 11 changes I, I understand that but it was a, it was a weakened side a, a side strong enough to beat Rochdale 10 times over but they obviously upped their game they actually played some good football they wasn't kicking us they wasn't lumping it they, they, played, actually, they first half they played excellent. they played excellent their first goal was excellent football yeah the football you know? the, 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 the ball that was slid through I think Foyth played him on side it might be Alderweire yeah it was Alderweire why is he so deep there I think he, potentially he was in a position that let he play the left hand side very good with his left foot actually I was, I was quite impressed with how good he was on with the left, <laughs> left side obviously he's much natural on that right hand side but um yeah, to be fair to them, like I said, I tweeted after the game. Rochdale, Rochdale, um, they deserved it. They didn't. Like, it would be unfair on them. And I like fuck them. Do you know what I mean? I don't give a shit. If we'd have gone out winning two one, I'd much rather have preferred, preferred that. But when they scored that goal in the ninety fourth minute, it kind it wasn't undeserved. You know, if it's against the Premier League side, you'd say that was a fair result, probably. I suppose, but fuck them. Yeah, no, absolutely, fuck them. Yeah, I mean, it now I think we've got something like five games in in sixteen days, something like that. Yeah, bring them all on, love it. Yeah, which is love great because, football. like, I mean, as a as a Spurs fan though, like we we saying, oh, we don't want all the fixture pile up. It would give the chance of you know fringe players to get a game, people to get some fitness. I love watching Spurs yeah. as well. Yeah, like yeah. It, it breaks up the week. Do you know what I mean? If there's two games in a week, whoever we're playing, squad, I just love watching deep Spurs enough now. Yeah, everyone's fit now. Everyone's fit. We've got a squad deep enough. You know the likelihood is we're going to beat Rochdale at Wembley. Um, I think that you can't. You could see us winning it despite these results. It's kind of like that story. Sometimes this shit happens. You know, we draw against Newport and kind of struggle against them against Wembley. We go to Rochdale because our our draws have been favourable throughout this competition. Yeah, and we struggled. And then should we get past Swansea, whoever they're playing in the next round? Several Wednesday. Several Wednesday. 
Yeah, if, then, we, um, you if, know. if we get past Rochdale and then we've got Swansea or Sheffield Wednesday. Is it at home, are we? And it's away. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, that'd be, a good, that'd be a good away day if it's Swansea or something like that. But it's, <laughs> it's... And then you think, like... But you notice from that quarter-final draw, all the big boys have avoided each other. Yeah, warm balls. And warm balls and... So it could be some tasty semis, you know. Yeah, if everyone gets through. <laughs> 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 I don't mean to throw you off there. But, um, <laughs> Have you experienced many tasty semis before, David? <laughs> we'll never go up. One or two, isn't it? We'll never go up. No, no. It's, not, it's generally, we're generally talking about semi-flaccid penises in the mouth. How tasty can they be? It's not about growing out. <laughs> It's about it's fine. It's how adults do. That sometimes happens. Go on a big night out. You take a lot of drugs, you know, and, and you wake up and there's a semi-flaccid cock in your mouth, and you don't know how it got there. It, it happens a lot, and then you go with it, don't you? You, you go have with to it. Go with you, it. You, you don't want to be a weirdo who go freaks out. You don't want to be that guy. So you got to remain no, always, exactly. always remain the status quo in that, that, that's, that kind of situation. <laughs> if by some chance a semi-flaccid cock. Ends up in your mouth, just go with it, is what ultimately. Of it's course. not the end of the world, it's just the mouth. Just ride, ride the wave. <laughs> ride the wave, yeah. And then, like, if you, like if, you, if you walk out of that and go, well, fuck it, I, don't, I never want to put myself in that situation again, don't put yourself in that situation. Exactly. You know, but if, you, if you've ended up in that situation, you've got there, and, you know, and, and you've all been there where you're like, you know, it's nothing to be ashamed of. Yeah. Like, like you, you wake up, it's in your mouth, and you think, <laughs> this isn't the end of the world. <laughs> Well, people getting blown up out there, man. Could be a lot worse. Yeah, there's a, there's a lot of people in worse situations than than you willingly giving a uh, oral sex to a semi-flaccid penis, probably with someone you don't know. Yeah. 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 Okay. Okay. But in, in 1991, right? Uh, what happened in 1991? <laughs> oh, that's a, it's a flashback from 1991. Now. Oh no, so we had uh, we had Notts County, Portsmouth, and Oxford. I think yep. on the way to the semi-final. Yeah. So there could be a similar thing this time. Uh, there's a lot of talk, well, I've got to talk about the second half, about opposition to us having the semi at Wembley, but... <laughs> <laughs> I've gone there again, I'm sorry, lads. Have you ever had, a, have you ever had an erection at a football match? Uh, Being in the ground, or...? Yeah, in the ground, yeah. No, I don't remember. I remember no, uh, when I was about 16, my mate Joe uh, was... My mate Joe was MySpace in this Spurs fan girl, and she was in Paxton, and we was in Paxton, and he meant to meet her five minutes before the end in the toilet for a blowy. What? And he went How's there and, and she didn't turn up. Of course not, because she fucking had a moment of realisation. So he probably had a semi. I get, I, get, I get a semi when I'm nervous. Do you? Yeah, when things are coming That's up. Weird. When, when things are coming on top. You know, when, when, like, <laughs> when, you know, when, 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 uh, you know, when, when the team's like piling forward and you're holding on to a narrow win. Really? Edge a little, little uh, chub no, on there. Really. Really. I don't know what it's about, really. No, that is... <laughs> <laughs> No, that's a, that's I don't know if I believe that or not. No, no, yeah, yeah it's true, it's true. I'm, 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 send you a picture. So I'm doing d- physiotherapy at the moment. I, I had to. I've got a dodgy left knee, and my physiotherapist, she's she's a lovely girl, but really attractive. Yeah. And she was on her knees earlier. I was there today. She was on her knees. I'm just wearing my you know loose football Spurs shorts. She was on her knees earlier, kind of looking at me, like the blowjob position. Yeah. And I was like, please do not get it because what? It please was, do not. Don't get an erection. Yeah. I once I once I once got an on. Inopportune uh, erection during a, a head massage at a uh, <laughs> at a um, uh, at a, uh, a hairdresser's. <laughs> a hairdresser's. Uh, she was very vigorous and uh, it did something to me. I didn't realise that that was a kink of mine, but uh, so it goes. 
in, in the words of Kurt Vonnegut. Well, I'd like to calm you down then, if you think to get on top of Well, no, I'm not. Luckily, I had quite baggy like, jeans on. That must have been years ago. Yeah, it's quite, yeah, because I'm only skinny now. Yeah, it's a thing. It's when, I, when I'm actually, no, I won't tell the story. Uh, there's some things I will not say. Um, so Dan Coker on Facebook, he says, "What uh, was the day as bad a result as people are making out? A lot of pa- a lot of players got well got well needed game time. And worst comes to worst, we play a backup eleven again in the replay. If Potch is worried about tired legs by having an extra game to play, that's Dan Coker. I mean, I mean, in the result, it was terrible. You know, you shouldn't be losing. Yeah. You shouldn't be not winning that game." Um, but it's not the end of the world. We're still in the competition. Yeah. And then there was moments in that second half. I thought that goal was never going to come, and then it did. Yeah, I was uh, very pleased when we when we equalised. Um, yeah, it's not the it's not the best result, is it? It doesn't look good on us. But you know, with the game time and like I said, watching Spurs, you know, it's another game for us to to enjoy as fans, I suppose. We've got a squad to to deal with it. Yeah, yeah I think I think at this time of year. I mean, when, when Potts first came to um, Spurs, there was a lot of talk about the second half of the season and his team's running out of steam. I think it's fair to say that we've fairly got that nailed now in terms of last, last, for the last entire year season. as well, yeah, didn't we? Because uh, last finished, year we finished very strong. Yeah, and I think the year before, well, apart from the collapse at the very end, we, yeah. we, we were doing all right then too. So, um, I think Potts has changed the way he presses, though. It's not like we were all gung ho at one time, like chased down every ball, yeah. winning it back within five seconds. And you can't expect human beings to be able to do that over 50 games in a season. Yeah, I don't think we can afford the same quality drugs as Man City do, so we've got Ooh. to kind of modify Allegedly. how we press teams. Allegedly. Allegedly. And Liverpool, to be fair. Although they, they failed massively in that second half against Spurs. Yeah, they got worn out. A bit like Eubank in round 11 against Groves. He looked, looked out on his feet. I did. It was a great fight. Fucking brilliant from Groves. I'm going to go out here and say Groves is the best jab in, in world boxing. Yeah, it's not a bad shot. That is a great shot. Yeah. He's been he's been bo- he's been jabbing that way since he he. It's, it's just the, the way he spears it from a different. It's just it's amazing. It's a, a beautiful, beautiful punch. Obviously, as a, I, I've got to be, it's, it's one of them. I love Eubank Junior. He's so exciting. I love fighters that are, are really exciting. Is he exciting? Very. I mean, he wasn't. Is he exciting? He wasn't, he wasn't against. I've seen gross. Parks with more swings than fucking less swings than fucking oh. Oh, Eubank. Um, oh God. Uh, what? <laughs> no, you're right, though, too. No, it's true. It's, it's, it's a, a fair but shout. That, but in, that, that he, was, he wasn't exciting this. But he's no, is Eubank, is Eubank Jr. A, a world level fighter? I don't know. No, he's not. No, he's not. He's not. Is he exciting? No, well, yes. as soon as he comes across. He's very exciting. With, with Billy Joe, my boy, a gypsy boy. Mm, yeah. Yeah? When, when he comes across people that can box, he, he gets out class. Well, it seems, it seems to be the way. What you've got to remember as well is that Groves is, is huge in comparison, in boxing terms. He's very big. So he was up against a super middleweight, a world-class super middleweight, and he's a natural middleweight. Anyway, look, we'll get back to the football. It was very exciting. Enjoyed the fight. T bless so because he loves you, Bank Junior. Yeah, as do I. Do you love you, Bank Junior? I, I did. I paid, I paid a lot of money to, to watch what, what, what happened. My, uh, my best friend, the guy that I tried to stab in the, in neck, the, yeah. the last in the neck, his mum is cousins with Nigel Benn. Oh, OK. So... Uh, I've got, you know, it's like he's like my family, so I can never back a Eubank, you know. Fair that's, enough. That's fair. That's fair. How did Vera returned? Um, how do you think you got him? I only saw half the game, but um, he looked out for for the second goal, didn't he? I think they overloaded it a few, the back. A few they people, yeah. forward, didn't they? Um, uh, he, he headed it on, didn't he? He got he reached to get 
Was yeah, it I him? Think, or it might be it was. No, it was him, and he was, kind of helped it on his point. He didn't, you know. That's the harsh. It's harsh to say though, because he's headed it on to try and clear it. He's not. He's got. A he's, for it, yeah. he's stretched for it, and it's one of those things. It's just helped it into the strikers. It's, it's landed at the strikers' feet, yeah. six, seven yards from goal, and he's. Yeah, easy finish, really, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, look, there's, it, it doesn't matter how he could have played an absolute stinker. We know how good Alderweire is. Oh, yeah. no fully fit. He's I mean, I don't, I don't think he was great. I don't think he was great. I think he he was a bit complacent on the ball. Um, I, uh, you know, it wasn't the usual Alderweire standard. And I think all these people that were saying, you know, all the media jumped on Poch when they, you know, he didn't take Alderweire to Juve and didn't play him at Arsenal. Yeah. Uh, and um, you'll get yeah back up to and, so he knew I mean basically. if you look at it now on that performance yesterday Poch was saving him yeah. you know was saving him in embarrassment because he's not ready yet not ready for that kind of intensity well no I think we're fortunate that we didn't have to throw him in maybe in previous seasons we yeah, might have we had, to, yeah. we might have had yeah. to make do but we're in a position now where even without him we're putting in good performances oh yeah we've had some incredible performances while he's been injured um and even when he's coming back to full fitness, we've done well as well. So it's not like he, we're relying on him. And that's a good thing. It's a good thing about having a great squad is that it, you lose world-class footballers like Alderweireld and you cope. Um, if Poch thinks it's better for him to ease him back in because he isn't full fitness, and like you say, he may have got exposed against Ar- uh, about Juve or, or Arsenal. As it turned out, we did well in both games, more or less defensively. Um, it's just one of those things. He'll be back strong enough. You know, it was, it was interesting to see him out there. I mean, there's no, there's no doubt that he's, he's when he's on song, he's probably the best centre off in, in um, yeah, you know, in the in the country. On so. a very positive note, Lucas made his debut, didn't he? Um, first start for Spurs. Uh, a few people have asked if he's our greatest ever Brazilian player. Yes. No, Gilberto. I um, mean, apart from Gilberto. Yeah, and um, Rodrigo Defendi. Defendi, yeah, that's true. Yeah, he had a shout. Um, yeah, and obviously Paulinho as well. Um, mm. I think he did more in those 60 minutes than all of those players did put together. Yeah, I'd, I'd agree with that. I think the um, the thing of Lucas Moore is a kind of signing who I think a lot of the fans want. Not, not him per se, personally, but a player who's good enough to start. A player who can come in, you know, get on board and you know, start getting to make an impact. A lot of the players who are buying are kind of speculative and you know that's every sign is speculative really but I think Lucas Moore is someone who can you know he's not even fully fit yet and he's still made an impact on the he game he looked like he's having a lot of fun he's showing shit again against Rochdale you, got, you can't yeah. you have to uh, I mean for ages we've been crying out for someone that goes direct gets in between the lines runs with the ball directly you know he's good with the ball at his feet and it, from what we saw of him he looks like he's all of that you know he just float, floated past he just float, you know and, and let's and not get finish. carried away um, like uh, you know Holtby when Holt, we first signed Holtby and he came on the second half against Norwich he looked, he looked quality yeah, so let's just uh, let's not get carried away but for ages now we've wanted to sign a player that's quick good with the ball at his feet can use it has a brain and it looks like he could have all of those great finish as well wasn't it? it was a great finish it was yeah. a great assist too it was a great assist from Sissoko. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, I think he's found his level at League One. Yeah, League One, Newport, League One. Probably pitch as well. I think he likes a probably pitch. Yeah. Lorente hadn't had it. No, I mean, we'll oh. come on to Lorente. But um, <laughs> uh, yeah, lovely, lovely. Looks looks like an exciting player. I, I, I think obviously there's there's something to be said against that. It was against Rochdale, but he showed similar class when playing for PSG before Neymar joined. You know, he was touted as a, the kind of the next Neymar. 
and the irony of the fact that he joined the club and, and pushed him out of the team isn't shouldn't be lost. I think there's a good tactic here in buying players, you know, fringe players from a club that's just steeped in quality. Yeah. Um, I think even if it's just off the bench, he, he seems of similar quality to the rest of the players we've got going forward. Yeah, I, I mean, from, it, from what I saw, it's been said that he blows hot and cold, but I don't think the future of our of, of, of the season hinges on whether or not he hits a ground running or not. It's a bonus if he does. If he doesn't, then I think we'll be fine. So it's not like if he doesn't work out, it's going to be critical to Tottenham. I think anyway. especially at home against lesser teams, we have so much of the ball that it won't be difficult getting him on it. Um, I can imagine against someone like Liverpool or or Arsenal or you know some of the top clubs that, that would be able to control play with possession, that he may in those instances dip out of games. Yeah. But if you get him on the ball, he's going to excite. And the more you get him on the ball, the more... Uh, you know, confident he's going to become, and the more willingness to, to, to carry the ball he's going to have. So he looks very happy with the ball at his feet. Mm. You know, he doesn't look like he's he's nervous. You look at someone like you know, it's it's, it's unfair yeah. to compare him, but like in Kodu and, and he never used to really run at people, did he? He would get the ball and he would kind of pass it backwards. I, I, I don't get what, what I don't get what he is. Where is he again? Burnley. Is it Burnley? He's been getting no, well, no. He's getting like five Le- minutes. They bought Lennon as well. Yeah. yeah. Um, he, he's an odd-looking footballer, though, isn't he? He's like an odd-looking bloke. He's like, he looks like he wouldn't be out of place as a stepdad in a northern family, <laughs> a second-generation African family, northern, <laughs> the kind of like strict stepdad. I think it's just... Trying to teach the kids, the westernised kids, the young ones who fucking get caught up in MTV and all that, coming along. Like, Lucas Moore as a stepdad, he would go, none of that. <laughs> We've got respect where we've come from. You can't be able. It's like just that. rare to see a Take... footballer that's bald these days. That's what it is. You don't. You don't get many. You don't get many because they all just buy hair, don't they? Have you seen? Andros has got a town. Andros Townsend's got a hairline now, isn't he? You, you, know, like, you, know, like... you know, in Goodfellas, a bloke who jumped in the swimming pool to show how strong his wig is. That's what. That's what Andros Townsend looks like. <laughs> but that's like is he I think... syrup. No, I don't know if it's a syrup. It looks like one. Right. It's uh, but it's definitely coming forward. Uh, I think that's what it is. I think you just look at him, you're like, you know, he looks like a stepdad because he's he's bald. The <laughs> thing is, Luke, losing his hair. I don't think Moore looks that old. He's got a young face, just just bald. No, he looks old. I don't think. It, yeah, I, don't, I don't think if, his if, if in adults. twenty years he ain't having a go at his daughter for wearing a miniskirt that's too short, because all of the white boys would be up all around what? it. You know, fuck it Flav's got all Farage on us. No, I haven't. No, I haven't. Uh, Flav is the least Farage person I've ever met, but that was a bit Farage. No, I don't think it was. I think you're, you're miss, you're miss, uh, misunderstanding me. It's, well, then, white boys after my daughter, I tell you. <laughs> <laughs> Stay away from white boys. The white boys are the worst. White boys yeah. are the worst. Um, I know, I was one for Christ's sake. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, Danny Rose shouting out Mason after the Kane penalty. Just, just before we get into this, like, so we had the penalty, uh, Deli Ali, a lot of uh, accusations of diving and and, um, and that kind of stuff. Um, just how, how do you feel around the table? Was it a dive? No, no. He made the most of it, but it wasn't a dive. So is this kind of commotion? Is the fact that he did dive against Liverpool and and there's a kind of has a reputation? He is since 2015 has has the most bookings for simulation. Join most. Joe Most Weird. Zaha. Zaha. Another player we should buy. Yeah. yeah. Um, I don't care. It, I don't, just... it, doesn't, it doesn't bother me. No, I was happy. I don't understand. It was a penalty. I don't understand how Spurs are going out the way to defend it either way. I mean, um, 
you know, if you want to be at the top, at the, at, you know, the top of uh, you know the pile, sometimes we've got to do this shit. You know, I'd rather our players not dive, but do what it fucking takes to win a game. <clears throat> yeah, absolutely. And, and if uh, he and if he doesn't go down there. And we lose that game 2-1. We're going to be saying, why didn't you go down? Yeah, I think it happened to Sterling. Sterling's been booked twice, I think, um, Delhi Alley three times since 2015-16. And I think there's an incident where Sterling didn't go down and they almost lost the game. I think they drew the game late and they said, why didn't you go down? Yeah. Um, Kane steps up, obviously, slots the penalty away, beautiful penalty. Uh, we think we've won it. Uh, massive celebrations. I was jumping around like we just called it against Arsenal. Beautiful. Um, and then, um, and then, obviously, the celebrations. Danny Rose grabs the grabs the camera and kisses it and says, uh, "Ryan Mason." It's just a lovely, a lovely yeah. film. We talked about it with, at length with Mickey Hazard last week. Um, if you haven't listened to that pod, go back and listen to it because Mickey Hazard was superb. Um, you know, it shows that the sometimes there's a little bit more than what's going on. It was almost that moment where he kissed the screen was almost more significant than than the goal itself. Not. Completely, but you know, you can yeah, understand. Yeah, I think it. it was, you know, and then the fans sang one Ryan Mason. I don't think they even heard what Rose did, wouldn't have heard what yeah. he said to the mm. camera. But um, the fans sang it after, after the goal. Um, Rose would have come in to the team around the same time as Ryan Mason did, around about the same age group. Yeah, so um, they're obviously close. Ryan Mason's popular around the club, and um, I don't know, Danny Rose is kind of in a bit of a funny place now. I don't know if it's some kind of purgatory because obviously he had a comment before the season started. And there's a lot of ill feeling towards him, and now he's kind of still working his way back. Um, I don't know if that's going to improve feeling t- feelings towards him in any way. Yeah, I mean, I feel like we should just move on with the Danny Rose thing, and you know, I I I I, I think we've f- forgotten. What I, I'm kind of at the position now. I just whatever, you know, whatever happens, what the club decides to do. If, I'm he, fine with it. if he puts in performances, and 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 I, you know, I I I really like what he did. For, for Ryan and I think that was great and it kind of touched me as well I was watching at home and I, I just thought I really I, really, I don't I, I like Danny Rose I've, I've been a big fan of his playing quality and I was obviously not happy at the beginning of the season but I I've moved on now I, think. He, I thought he was very good yesterday he was he one of our stand up players yeah, I think he was trying to make things happen um and, and the um, energy of which he played with, because it's it, like there's another thing about there's one thing getting up for it's so much so much about football is mentality, and there's one thing getting up for a game against Juve, Manchester United, Liverpool, Arsenal. That's a lot. That's four huge, huge games. Like your biggest in the season. If you had one of them, you'd be consider it to be your biggest in the season or, yeah. or that month or so. And then to go down to Rochdale, you think it, it might be harder to 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 motivate yourself. But Rose, out of all the players, showed the willingness and drive and determination to, 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 to ensure that Spurs got through that tie. Yeah. I think out of everybody, yeah. he probably should be the most pissed off out of all the Spurs players. And look, you know, whether or not he wants to leave or whatever he said at the start of the season, which he has retracted and apologised for. Did he retract it? Well, he apologised, so that's a retraction in my eyes. And I mean, if he said, I'm sorry, you're offended, but I, don't, I stand by what I said. I don't know. But my, my interpretation, how I looked at it, is that he regrets it. Whatever it is, it may, may or may not be true. We're in a situation now, it's up to the club whether or not they want to get rid of him in the summer. We don't have to, we've got a contract. If he kicks up a fuss, if Man United want him, then, then so be it. I don't think we'll be able to command a huge amount of money for him, so I think he'll probably end up staying and getting on with it. Yeah. Um, John, uh, Michael John Bede on uh, f- Facebook, he, he came up with an interesting start. It's a um, only Manchester United have, have a better FA Cup record against the lower league teams during the Premier League era. One defeat to Tottenham's two. Liverpool have lost nine times to lower league clubs. What, what do you think of the fallout 
I don't want to go on about Twitter, all right? So just general what you picked up. The fallout to to the result. There's some strong words and, and people quite angry about it. You mentioned the top of the show. That it, I was kidnapped at the top of the show, by the way, in case people didn't think oh, right. I was joking. No, I, was, I, was I didn't. Serious. I thought you was being serious. No. Um, I think that um, there's millions of Spurs fans and there's some fans who, you know, their mood hinges on how well their club does. And I think people have a right to be a bit upset that we didn't be watched there. We should be smashing them. Yeah, we should. We should. Um, <clears throat> I don't think you can draw any permanent conclusions from, from yesterday's game, whether we're an elite club or not. But you see, you know, you see Chelsea, for argument's sake, smash three or four past these teams, and it's a struggle. We don't seem to necessarily do that. Last season against Wickham, for example, went life and death at home. Yes. And um, Newport, life and death, Rochdale, life and death. And um, I, think, I think there's a right to be a little bit frustrated. It's not, as I say, it's just, I mean, I'm over, 10 minutes after the game, I'm over it, I've moved on. Yeah, but um, it was frustrating. I think after the month we've had, like and the results we've had, and the performances we've seen, five away, five away draws in the spin. Though. That's true. That's true. But it, the, I mean, I remember a time when we if we won one and drawn two in a season. <laughs> that would be amazing. That so, mean nothing. Like go six months without eating. Someone giving you a Jacob's cracker. Be the yeah. best cracker you've ever had. But it's not great food, is it? I was wondering where it was going. Yeah, yeah. that was good. Yeah, it was. Uh, <laughs> so that's the only quote. Yeah, that threw me a bit. I was at a point. Uh, Sorry. That's all right. Uh, fuck, what was I saying? Now, talk about the reaction to the game. Yeah, I, I, I think it's... I, look, I understand the frustration of it. I understand it's Rochdale. But the goodwill that that, 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 that Tottenham have paid in through all the great performances against very, very, you know, season-defining te- teams, to, to then have a poor performance against Rochdale, albeit tiny little Rochdale, um, I could kind of see... The irony in the fact that we'd drawn against that team and and the fact that it, that, that was football sometimes. Football is a funny, funny sport and the results that you least expect tend to happen at least once or twice in a season. You can't, so you, you, can, you can be philosophical about it. You I, can, think you, you I have the right be. to be philosophical. You can be. If you've had, um, you can't go through life not reacting to anything. Be like, well, it's just one of those things. Some people have just got to let it out. And then once they've let it out, it's, they're over it. Yeah, but, but yeah, but so, yeah. I mean, but you let it out and do heinous things. Some people have got very angry and murdered wives, boyfriends. Uh, over Spurs. Well, it might be Spurs, <laughs> but it might be you know more. Come more. on, then. the early the early two thousands was a dark time. I'm yeah, sure, I'm was. sure a few people were murdered. Yeah, over Spurs. Yeah, so I don't think that behaving like a fucking idiot because Spurs have had a bad result is acceptable, really. I don't know. I think everyone everyone deals with it in their own everyone deals with it in their own way. I'm not and saying by, by the fact and, and, and the fact that people are upset about the result, I think to just leave them to it. I mean, someone did a tweet today and they said, um, you know, you'll be angry at, at a checkout person in Tesco who's only five pounds an hour for I don't know not serving you correctly and be angry about it. Yeah. And everyone will support you. But if you say I don't know, Spurs are fucking crap, you'll get pelters for saying that Spurs are fucking crap. That is a great great and point. I, I think it was um, Louise. Louise on Twitter, Lally Bell, fuck us. Yeah. Yes, I'm thinking, well, it's, it's a valid point. Let people that be is, upset. That is a great point. Although I would reserve the right to not be angry at a fire. I don't get angry at people that do horrible jobs. When someone rings me up and tries to sell me, uh, tell me I've had a car accident, when well, I'm insisting that I haven't for ages, and they're like, you fucking have. Don't fucking lie to me. Your, your leg was snapped in four places in a Fort Mondeo <laughs> in Winchmore Hill in 2016. That absolutely did not happen to me, but apparently it did. 
I don't lose my rag at these people because they've been put in a situation yeah, where they have to do this fucking terrible to, um, job. They don't want to do that job. No, they don't want to do it. They don't want to fucking ring up some dickhead who doesn't want to hear them. I understand it. And, and, and by the same tokens, Tottenham and, and football is such a kind of nuanced and difficult and unpredictable it's, it's, it's sport. A, it's, a, it's a motive. Mm. I, I, so the way I, I... And look, everybody take it how they want, but I, <clears throat> I weigh up what... If, if I'm pissed off at a result... I'm unhappy with a lack of performances because Spurs has elevated me to a position where I can believe that that was un- unrealistic. Rochdale is an anomaly, but you know it's sort of like Swansea at home this year, for example. Now we expect to beat another yeah. Premier League team at home because of the work that everybody's done. Perfectly. It would be it would be nice if we just just smash these teams. Yeah, <laughs> no, yeah. <laughs> I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna lie. I fucking love it. But do you remember? I tell you, it, it give a case in point. I remember under Yol and Redknapp. We were smashing teams. Yeah. Shit teams, smashing them and getting nowhere. So, you know, we could go on and win the FA Cup and people look back at this and go, right, well, that was a terrible, terrible result, but we went on to do the business. I'm more confident this year than I am last year when we got to the semi-final. I don't know why. I think we are better prepared, as long as we avoid Man City. Fuck Man City. It looks like we well, and, and ultimately you've got three home games as well. So you get to the semi final. Yeah, but is the, we'll talk about that in the second half about the mm-hmm. semi. Okay, come on. All right, uh, what semi? <laughs> That's it for the first half of the Fighting Cop podcast. Thank you very much for joining us. Uh, we've got Windy. Actually, we'll get a little shout out to a segment we've got on Thursday podcast. So we've got Windy's youth update, and we're going to reveal we've got Alex's passion update, which is the direct opposite to tactics and whatnot. Yeah. And it's Inside um, one of the loveliest, and I, I don't think he's going to be annoyed at me saying this, but one of those simple and basic ways of looking at football. <laughs> like, get stuck in. I love that, get stuck in. Put it up, em. that kind of youth update. I mean, uh, passion, passion, update. passion update. And that's coming on Thursday. Yeah. Windy, back to draw the fucking knowledge, blood. I see you, I've got your back. Hi, this is Windy, back with the weekly youth update. Looking at our young players and players out on loan. Starting off the loanees, Cameron Carter-Vickers played 90 minutes for Ipswich in their one-on draw with Norwich. There was no sign of Marcus Edwards for Norwich. He's just returned from injury, though, so that probably explains that one. Josh Onema played 45 minutes off the bench for Villa in their 2-0 defeat at Fulham. Very mixed reviews for his performance. I got a few comments on Twitter saying that he was one of the better players for Villa... Uh, but lots of Villa fans are saying just cut the loan short, get rid, he doesn't look interested, etc, etc. I think it's partly his his style that, that gives the um, illusion that he's not interested. He's very, what's the word, languid, I suppose. Luke Amos scored an absolute belter for Stevenage and played 90 minutes in their 4-1 win against Yeovil. Have a look on the Channel 5 Twitter feed for Amos's goal. A really, really sweet strike uh, from a long way out, so that was great for him. Connor Ogilvie played 90 minutes for Gillingham in the Nilna draw with Walsall. Ryan Loft played 45 minutes for Exeter and then was taken off at half-time. They lost 1-0 at home to Mansfield. And Southend beat Portsmouth 3-1. Shayna Harrison played 90 minutes on the left for Southend. And Anton Walks played at right-back for Portsmouth, so they were in direct competition. Shout-out to David Hawkins, who went to see Walks for Portsmouth in midweek and sent me a review. 
David said his performance was mixed. Going forward, he looked decent, making a couple of good overlapping runs and having two chances to score, one of which was very close. He also got the assist for Pompey's goal. Defensively, however, he didn't look as solid. He got caught on the outside a couple of times and wasn't tight enough to his man on a number of occasions. Moving on to the youth teams, the under-18s lost 2-0 to Chelsea in the FA Youth Cup on Tuesday, but then did beat Arsenal 4-1 on Saturday. Goals coming from uh, Paris Magoma and three from Rio Griffiths. Scott Parker said after the match, Rio Griffiths was bitterly disappointed with the way he played on Tuesday night in the FA Youth Cup, and rightly so. But we said to the boys that football turns around quickly, and as disappointed as we were on Tuesday night, we got an opportunity four days later to put it right. Rio got brought off after 55 minutes on Tuesday, didn't play well, but got an opportunity again today, scored three goals and did well, so that's the roller coaster of football that we're on. The under-23s drew tool at Swansea on Friday night. I was able to watch that one as Swansea streamed it, and it was a pretty uninspiring result from an uninspiring team in an uninspiring match. But we had a cracking second goal from Kaziah Sterling. Um, it looked like he'd taken too heavy a touch and was at an angle, but managed to get loads of power on his strike and forced it home. His first goal, so Sterling scored two, his first came from the penalty spot after Shadow Tracy was fouled. Tracy actually had a couple of really decent moments in the game. Uh, he and Bennett were two of the players who kind of produced anything, really. Um, Brandon Austin made some good saves in goal, but it was not a great performance from Spurs, who admittedly were resting some players for the Arsenal match. That's it for this week. If you're interested in more young players, follow me on Twitter, at WindyCoys. That's Coys for Come On You Spurs. The second half of the Fighting Cup podcast... Um... So, obviously, because we didn't beat Rochdale, they got a draw in the last minute, it meant that our game against Palace has been moved to Sunday, which means that the, the live show with Robinson is going to have to be postponed and moved back to another game in March. I think it's important that we, we link it up with a game because it just adds more value to the night. Um, people paying 15 quid to watch us speak to Robbo, but also to watch Spurs play as well. So... Um, Anyone who can't make whatever the next date is when we've got it will obviously give you a full refund. Uh, otherwise, just you'll be able to carry your tickets over. Um, we'll let you know. Just keep an eye on our Twitter account and uh, on the podcast on Thursday. We'll let you know the date. And uh, we'll see what happens from there. Um, Robbo, obviously, given the amount of time and how busy he is and he's a family man, can't make the Sunday. So, uh, yeah, it is what it is. Dave, you ever been slapped around during sex? Slapped around? <laughs> Never been slapped. I'm usually the dominant. I'm usually the dominant one. Careful uh, yourself. But it, but no, I've never been slapped around. No, no. Up for it or? What are you getting at? <laughs> what are you getting at? Nothing. Just tell you want to tell us. Uh, yeah, no, well, not at all. Have you been slapped around during sex? I'm not, I, are you I, trying to like you make yourself feel better by saying if I admit that I've been slapped around, will that help you sleep tonight? Because in that case, I've been slapped around during sex. You do that leave. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. If you can sleep tonight now, Flav, no, that's I, I, fine. I, 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 I once had a, a, a lovely time with, with a lady, and uh, she was... Actually, no, I'll leave it. I'll leave I distinctly it. remember you saying you only make love. How can you make love and be slapped around at the same time? <laughs> that's very contrasting. I got over it by, by telling myself it was lovemaking. <laughs> 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 yeah, that's it, I'll get over that. Um... Uh, thank you, Wendy. Thank you very much. Uh, Gerard Bastafile, he says, uh, would you would be happy to sell Deli Alley to pay for the name of our new stadium if it was to remain as Wild Lane? That's a great question. It uh, is. Would, uh, would you 
what, what, what do you think? Like lose a key player of our squad to 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 ensure that the press were, were able to say it was White Lane and not the Nike Stadium or something like that. The thing is, fans will always it'd be White Lane yeah, to us. Yeah, fans will always it's, say it as White Lane. I mean, because it's on the same plot. It's even even um, oh, sorry, do them not call it the Emirates? They do because they, yeah, they're just they're special, just nothing, can they? Special, there's, there's nothing there. It's is a it? different location, special breed though, as well. of, um, of person. Yeah, it'd be, it'd be to us. I mean, I, I'd be more annoyed that there was rumours going around that Levy wa- wanted to change the name of White Hart Lane Station. Yeah. Because he obviously would try and get that away from the club. But um, What, to change it, it with something like Tottenham? Tottenham oh, yeah. way or whatever, yeah, yeah. you know. And, um, yeah, I, I, I don't... I, it's a, a strange one. It will always be... Whether you watch the opening segment of, of a game... Uh, on Sky, where they say, you know, welcome to the Nike Stadium or whatever. But to us, it's it's going to be White Hart Lane. You well, know, yeah. it's, I drove past it actually. I, I've been spending a bit of time in Holloway Road, uh, for knows. Um, and uh, just, you know, my friend's got a studio there. It's a nice area. Uh, it's a nice area, that's where Flav is. <laughs> and uh, I drove over that, that flyover between um, IKEA and Tottenham Hall. Yes, yeah. and uh, I saw the stadium earlier, and it's just like it's bre- it's actually breathtaking. Mm. Have you seen it? I've not, not since um, it's, I've been there since last May. It's it's breathtaking. It takes up the whole Tottenham skyline. Like it's just you can't yes. see it and say not say like wow. It so, looks amazing. Um, to us, it's always going to be White Hart Lane, and whether there's a technicality behind that or not, I, I I'm not. I don't know if I'm that fussed about it. Yeah, I think. Um, on things like podcasts and on Twitter, I think our fans will refer to it as White Hart Lane. I guess if you're contractually obliged, as you would be on TV, to call it um, where they're sponsored by, that's fair enough. I think the fans will always call it White Hart Lane. So I, guess, I guess based on that, I probably will. Probably won't p- say that did it piss you off that the club are trying to put, uh, sell it to a brand, or do you understand that it's a huge outlay? I, I understand it. Um, I mean, I think... Something I thought about recently is that you know the first season of the pod were very much AMF, yeah. and against modern football and all the rest. Got of older, it. didn't we? And um, now I remember we said uh, I think Ashley once said that if you boo any of our players, you deserve to be fed rice. Then, wow. Um, and I'm not. I'm, it was I'm, extreme I'm, the first. Yeah, I, I kind of know at a point where you know you have a right to boo. Yeah. And um, as for, in terms of the name, name of the stadium, it's just the way it is these days. It's not worth fighting against the tide. It's just up to the fans to preserve the name of the stadium. I think, you know, if you've got kids, tell them the name of the stadium. I think it's important for uh, for uh, supporters. We, we to us, it's still White Hart Lane. I think I saw some official official interview with uh, or an interview with someone who's involved in the the build, and he was talking about he he, he called it the new White Hart Lane, and that was from somebody who's working directly on the project. So I think in the, in the psyche of everybody involved, and it should be for the club. I understand that it's it's, it's about naming rights and. It's a, a huge expense to a company like Enoch, and you know they're going to have to be able to, you know, the NFL deal. They're going to have to be able to sell the rights to the stadium in order to. That's part of the course, part of the business plan, part of recouping the money. You know, if someone says to you, if, you know, we could make two hundred million over ten years for the naming rights, and it wouldn't mean that with that 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 that, that, that cost or restriction in in finance would directly affect the team. Most people yeah. would take it. That said, um, you know it's not a great thing. It's a part part of the course of the way modern football, you know, what it's become. So it's about us as fans just referring to it in the way that it's 
it's, it's been known over the last hundred years. I think the more, answer is that I wouldn't sell Dele Alley. I, you know, I think it's we're, we're always going to call it Wild Lane. It's going to be Wild Lane to us. It's up to the fans to preserve it. Yeah. Uh, Pochettino wants critics to stop obsessing over trophies. So the main thing now that's left, and we talked about this a bit on the pod, but the main thing that's left is for um, fans of other clubs, of uh, media, to say that you know we haven't won anything. Um, Poch made an excellent quote about living in the now. Football's about each day, you know, living in this moment. But it's also about what you do in the future, and I think winning trophies is important. It's the the, the moments. I'm enjoying football as it is now. I really am. But the moments of picking up a trophy, you know, giving all the hard work, giving, building the team in the right way, not spending huge amounts of money, developing young players and creating a work ethic amongst players so that everybody gets in. You know, you train, you don't, you come here to train, you don't come here to play for Spurs, that kind of thing. For that to result in a, in a trophy is an important thing in football. Um, it would be a travesty if we get nothing out of this Pochettino era. The, I think the issue I have, it feels like it's something that People are using it as a stick to beat Spurs. Of um, Liverpool have won the same amount of trophies as we have in the last ten years, and they're not getting any grief. They've lost two of their star players since they've lost Bale. There's no talk about them keeping their best players. So it does feel like they're targeting Spurs when they're talking about not winning trophies. Yeah. Um, I, as a fan, I want to witness our captain, whoever it is in that day, lifting a trophy for Spurs because that I think trophies is what. Is the memories that we have, Mem- you know, remember people like Grandma, but it's 30, 34 years after you won the UEFA Cup, we still remember him. And they'd be nice if this team could be remembered by winning a trophy. Yeah. I feel this team is too good not to win a trophy. You know, if we look back in 10 years and this, this current squad we have didn't win a trophy, it'll be a disappointment. Yeah. You know? And uh, it is kind of what it's about football, and and I, I can I know what Pochettino is talking when he says let's stop obsessing about it because that's the only media that's all they've got, yeah. right? <laughs> but if you look at what Poch has done in, in changing a mentality of a football club, which we were that that soft underbelly that lads is Tottenham, he's taken that away mm. from us, and that that's an achievement in itself. But. We need. I feel like we it, we're too good. Like I said, we're too good to win, not win a trophy. And and I'd love just to see you know sure. Larice or whatever Larice and Kane if they're gonna. They'd probably. I would. I'd, I'd think that Larice would would share it with Kane. And yeah. They would. They would do it arm in arm. And we'll see with the uh, Champions League this year how that goes. But the. Uh, <laughs> I think. Um, oh, fuck. I forgot what I was gonna say. I think it's just. It's one. It's one of those things with. We we're, we're good enough. It's just about getting it over the line, um, and and that's always been the difficulty with Spurs. I think with Liverpool, they are um, they're a football club that's been there and they've won a lot, and people have a different perception of Liverpool than they do Spurs. It's been a long, long time since we've been a very successful football club, and it's the best story that a journalist can write. Yeah. If they want to bash Spurs, is to dig out what we've won previously. That they wouldn't do the same story against Liverpool because the narrative's different. Yeah, I, I, I would say to Spurs fans out there that don't get wound up, don't get wound up about it. You know, if we, we, if you're not enjoying Spurs, and we've been saying this over the last three years, if you're not enjoying Tottenham at the moment, you never will. <laughs> you you never will. You win, we win a league, it won't be enough for you. We win Champions League, it won't be enough. You want to win it five times on the bounce. You know, sometimes it's about looking about what you got, well, and being goal, happy. The goalposts always move. Um, I mean, someone nicely put this out on Reddit that since Sky have lost the Champions League. 
if it focuses more on winning any trophy than because yeah. before it should be are you ever going to finish in the top four are you ever going to qualify for the Champions yeah, League yeah, um, has done it twice now so they can't beat us with that anymore oh you're never going to finish above Arsenal Arsenal are better than you we finished above Arsenal well they've won more trophies if we, they've won mm. yeah. Cups in the last four years. We, we win three FA Cups in a row well you've still not won a league since 1961 why don't you do that yeah. we'll win the league oh you're not won a Champions League mm. we'll win that oh yeah it's, but Liverpool have won it five times so there'll always be it, something so, moving goalposts yeah. yeah so I haven't met any Spurs fans that do get like worried about that or, or do that it pisses them off so I wouldn't say it pisses them off I think, I think as David alluded to just now we all we crave that trophy. We want the trophy. It's not. We're not going to say we're not bothered by not winning trophies. I think that's a little untrue. I think we want to win. We really want to win that trophy. But if we end this season trophies, it's not the end of the world. But I would rather have some of I actually think right, and I I don't think I've ever said this that Champions League this year is more like Champions League qualification is more important. Than winning we a trophy, not, uh, and you can you know tweet me about that if you want. But I've always said that I would take uh, the FA Cup over top four. Yeah. But I just think going into that new stadium next year, yeah. we have to have with Champions League with the music, with the atmosphere it would create, mm. the the potential revenue it would create as well with bigger sponsors and stuff like that. And 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 it's I don't want, but I, don't, I just I just don't. And I, I, it's a shame that that football's gone down that road. But I don't want us to be in massive debt for years and years over this stadium. Yeah, and the, they're the talking about it getting close to a billion. Yeah, it probably will right? be around that. Yeah, to, but so a hundred million pound that the Champions League will bring next year is one tenth of the cost of the stadium. But, to not have that is but the music just is. just the, the music at that new. Can you imagine all of us under yeah. the lights at the new White Lane here in the Champions League theme tune? But but the beautiful thing is that if we win the FA Cup. Well, I've been at Wembley all season. That'd be fucking beautiful. Let's see. Oh, yeah, yeah. I don't care, mate. Yeah. Just eat it. Yeah, yeah. That's why I want to win the FA Cup. You had home games, like your semi-final and home games. Yeah, good. good. <laughs> yeah, it was. Yeah, it was. Before the season started, you were all fucking laughing at us because we were in the game at Wembley. The Wembley curse. Which brings us to the next... Go on. Well, you know, there's been there's grown opposition to Spurs having a home advantage in the FA Cup because they've um, had two draws. So what is that? What, what, well, how does that manifest? Because I haven't seen any of it. Well... I didn't read the article in there. I think there's a few clubs who are grumbling that um, we get home advantage in the FA Cup semi-final that they couldn't play at a neutral venue. But in an FA Cup semi-final, the allocation's different. It's not like there's going to be 85,000 Spurs fans no. and 5,000. It'll be a 50-50 split. It would yeah. be a 50-50 split, but you've got, you've got a team that's very comfortable on that pitch now. We've lost one game in the league this season. Yeah, We're very comfortable. We've, we've faced... Yeah. Very, very good opposition there. You know, only Chelsea are beating us in that game. You'd say that you know, you know, you, we you, I think it will benefit us. They'll be walking down the same tunnel. Yeah. they'll be doing. They the know same. it. Yeah, they know it. There's no excuse. You know, it'd be a, be a coin toss for the dressing room, but other than that, it'd be everything would be the same. I but mean, I but think... you got to think then Wembley dressing rooms like it's not going to be like an old like the, the away. If we get in the away dressing room, yeah, it's not. Gonna, it's going to be hovering. probably identical. You know, just the other side. Yeah, yeah. I, you know, I, it's not going to be. I can understand smaller... the so I can understand the issue. I can, I, if it weren't us and you know, Chelsea are going to be playing four years there, that by the end of the third year it would be like they're home. Yeah, like they'll be as dominant as they are at Stamford Bridge, and, and the FA Cup's going to help them for that. Um, I can understand it, but I don't give a fuck. I don't care. I just don't care. I don't care about your problems. All right. I think, I think you've nailed it there. All right. Um, question. So it's uh, Vincent Ethan A. Clark um, of the 
extra inch. Extra inch. Yeah. Um, he says it's Christmas 2030, and family have come together. Your Spurs supporting young nephew wants to tell you uh, wants to wants to you to te- wants you to tell him about the good times before he was around. What do you tell him first? Winning the League Cup under one day Ramos or the trophyless house that Poch built? Whoa. It's quite apt we're just talking about that, weren't yeah. we? You mentioned, you mentioned um, something about the 5-1 result, didn't well, you? Really? Yeah, I worded the question pretty badly. But um, is a 5-1 result against Arsenal better than anything that, random, that we got on route to the League Cup final? Is that better than anything we've had since? Yes. It's the best result I've ever experienced at Spurs. The League Cup final. Yeah, the, the League the Cup five, semi. The 5-1 semi. semi against yeah, the 5-1. Um, yeah, I was there that day as well. Um, it, it's, but day. it's not to say that, that, there, you know, that this isn't enjoyable. It's just there was no, a moment in history. There's a Rizzler paper in it between uh, Pochettino's best results, are, I don't know, Real Madrid at home, Dortmund at home to that. But the Arsenal 5-1 was just fucking ridiculous. And it's something that I will want to tell my kids or my nephew yeah, or whatever about. Absolutely, you know. I mean, you've got to remember as well that this is a, a, that, that Spurs side wasn't expected to go through that semi-final. No, we weren't expected to turn up and play well uh, uh, at the Emirates. We did. We drew one all, and uh, Walcott scored a goal in like the 81st minute, something like that. Yeah. You know, so we should have gone into that game, the second leg. Uh, you know, victorious. We previously had a very relatively tight game against you know semi-final game, uh, games against them when Mido um, Mido that, scored that's the year before the year yeah. before was that, that was when Rocker fucked up yeah. Rocker fucked yeah, up so it was uh, so Batista had, scored two yeah, we two right. up at some stage but Van Persie scored when Rocker fucked up but yeah so, so we, we'd previously had very bad situations and I remember actually walking down the streets of my house and um, it was the day before and I was listening to the Smiths and um uh, and it, it was the one about, uh, oh, let me get what I want this yeah, yeah. time. That one. And I was like, it just summed up how I was feeling. Just please. Like, if there's, please, any, please, if there's please. any God, I know you've got a lot of work to do. I know there's like, lots of shit going down at that time, you know, Iraq war and all that kind of stuff. And there's lots of people more needy than I am. But just for a second, just take the time mm. out and saving all these people or letting them blow yeah. up and die. Depends how you look at it. Um, just, just look down on, on White Hart Lane, and, and he did because we we absolutely annihilated. Well, he, he didn't. Spurs turned up, uh, and, and we annihilated them. And, and it was it was incredible. There was a lot. It's so much. Like, the, the ties are so important, but but also the surrounding narrative around. These I heard ties the stadium were, moved at some point. Pe- people actually fought at the stadium. Actually, moved. I wasn't in the ground at that game, but I was. Uh, people fought the stadium. I moved. I it was, the ground was shaking. I was, uh, it was so loud. Just turned sixteen, and I was still in school. I was in year eleven. And my neighbour called me, and I shouldn't have my phone in school, but he kept on calling me. I was like, why is he calling me? He's a Spurs fan, he's next door neighbour, and he got made to stay late at work, and he couldn't get out of it. And he was like, if you come to bank, you can have my ticket. Wow. So I left school at like you know, three o'clock or whatever. I went straight to bank, picked up his ticket. I went home, and my mom, I, mom, I was like, mum, I'm going to the... She was like, no, you're not. You're not going down to Tottenham at night on your own. And I was yeah. like, mum, I'm going. I don't okay. care. Like, <laughs> you're not stopping And me. I was there, and I remember the guys that I was sitting next to took me to the bricklayers afterwards, bought me a jug of beer. Might have been grooming. I'm not sure. But <laughs> and and, and uh, was it, was it was just the best semi night. Uh, yes, semi in my mouth, yeah. but it was great. You know, that was the best semi in my mouth I've ever had. The that taste semi as well. Second leg. It was like strawberries. <laughs> so you're gonna pick the random ramos over over Potson. 
Maybe. Yes. The yeah. final I was sitting next to Steve Perriman. I mean, that is just so special to me. Yeah, that's exactly. So great I was story. at the semi final and then I went to the final and I was sitting four seats down from Steve Perriman. You said next to you, no, it's four seats. How far <laughs> was you? It was 18 seats. <laughs> <laughs> literally, it was me, my mate, Steve Perriman's son, and his girlfriend, and then Steve. That's five seats. What the fuck's going on? All right, all right. Anyway, <laughs> t- t- take the technicality of that yeah, bit because yeah, yeah. I tell you this Berbatov got the penalty. And Steve walks past me to go out to the foyer, and I say, "I said, Steve, where are you going?" And he said, "I can't watch." Yeah, yeah. and he, he couldn't watch. He, he was the calmest man in the entire stadium. Uh, Berber, oh, I, was, I shut it. Oh, as well. mate, it was rank. It was absolutely rank. It was beautiful. The whole thing, and then scoring in extra time off of Woodgate's face. face yeah. I mean, it was, it was one of the worst goals I've ever seen. <laughs> Put in the best goal. Yeah, celebrating like guys are madmen, though. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, it was amazing. Uh, Spurs CB on Twitter says it's obvious that Lorente needs to be shot and turned into glue. Utilising a bucket of the new <laughs> of his new sticky form, what paper mache sculpture would you remember him by? Wow. Um, I oh god, it's hard because you don't. I mean, try defending him. He is fucking toilet. I'd uh, I'd probably make a papier mache papier mache of the League Cup. I got three handles on it. Mm. Have I got yeah, it's got three handles on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's got. Yeah, but I bet the league it, cup. Why does it matter that it has three three handles? Because I'm trying to remember what it looked like. Right. I was kind of thinking out loud. Man, like, in, in a monologue on the outside. Yeah, you did it again. Yeah, sorry, it's fine. I love you so much. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I'd make a massive dick. Why hairy why, balls? Why? Why? Why do you always have to do this? Like, you're a comedian. You're a funny guy. Why do you always go to bats a dick in that? Dick is always funny. Because Dick is always funny. Dick is funny. Dick is funny. Like, yeah. like I'm, I tour the world and I can't tell dick jokes. I come on this pod to tell dick jokes, all right? What, what, um, what is it about uh, women that, that they find dick? Like, the, the penis so attractive. Dick it's not weird. It's not weird. It's not it's not like a little alien. Thing. Sticking up in the up at the world, going. Please, the someone is, just. The thing is, with mine, I'm not like. Let me put I, it I'm, you. I'm, I'm, uh, you know, I'm, I'm not blessed in that department. It's, it's quite average, and I found it's a fifty-fifty rate of women saying it's the best dick they've ever had, or they fucking hate it. Oh God! Like it's just in a completely unmisogynistic way. When, tell us a situation where they've hated your. Dick. Oh man, I can just tell. Like I could tell that they're just not enjoying it. They're like rolling their eyes back. They're, t- oh, they're, they're asking me if I want to come, and I've just gone. In there, like, right. and uh, right. but then there's times where they're like, they say that it hits a spot that it's never been hit before, hitting them sugar walls, and it's just, I, mean, I, I, I've got a 50 50 women love it or they fucking hate it. Well, it's a bit like Marmite, Marmite dick. Is I've got a Marmite dick, yeah. that's what it is. <laughs> Marmite dick, I've got a Marmite dick. Amazing. <laughs> <laughs> what do you make out of it? <laughs> Where? I don't know what was the question. <laughs> <laughs> a papier mache. A marmite dick. That's what you'd make out of it. A marmite. A big I'd, dick was covered I'd, in marmite. I'd, I'd, I'd probably. I don't know. Just like a drop lasagna. <laughs> if I could paper mache or drop lasagna, that's pretty much been his first. His first career. How's that sums it up? Uh, Barty, he asked dildos intimidating or useful love making aid. Are they intimidating? Never been intimidated by one. No, I think I got a fifty-fifty successful rate <laughs> with dildos. <laughs> I find I find like um, I find uh, uh, yeah. I've never used a dildo in the bedroom with a partner. I think I have I've just used, on your own. Yeah, just on my own, pegged myself as shit. But um, <laughs> I've not. I've used a magic wand 
What's the which one? is amazing. What's the magic wand? It's like a huge thing that you plug into the mains. What? I swear to God. And it, it was actually invented as a back massager. And then woman just said, I'm going to put this on my vagina. Yeah. And it just massages it. It's like this huge thing. And it's got like a, a round head. And then it just, it just vibrates. And they put it on their clit while you're fucking them. And they, they will swerve. Making love while you're making love to them. While you're making love and being very passionate and intimate. And that is the best age you're going to ever have, have in your life. A magic wand. A magic wand. But is that a dildo or a vibrator? No, it's not. It's a back massager. It's a back massager they put on their vagina. It's in the context of this, it's, it's a, a vibrator. vibrator. Yeah, it's a vibrator. vibrator. Yeah. A dildo I've never used, so I, I can't answer the, I, answer that. I, I don't know I'd probably be intimidated what, by what, it. What's the, the intimidating the, the thing, isn't it? What, what, I think I'd why, be intimidated. Why would you be intimidated? Why, why? Bigger than well, you, because it's probably bigger and vainier than me. And uh, I would be like, why would we need to use that? Where where am I going to go while you've got that in you? I mean... Where am I going to go? But why, why is it... Where, am I going to sit here in the corner and watch? Where am I going to go? So you can suck your dick, I suppose. No, well, hang on a second. Wait, wait. Before we get to that... You suck the dildo. No, no, no. Wait, wait. Look, it, it, doesn't, it doesn't matter about where you're going to go, innit? it's important for the woman to enjoy herself. Network. Sports Social Podcast 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 Network. Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, GEICO can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners' or renters' coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and GEICO is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to GEICO.com or contact your local agent today. Sports Social Podcast Network. Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, Geico can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners' or renters' coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and Geico is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to Geico.com or contact your local agent today. Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. Summer's not over yet. Shop Patio Furniture to extend your summer fun at NFM. 
All the outdoor styles you love are on sale and ready to take home today. Shop hundreds of options in stock with savings up to 70% off, all backed by our low price guarantee. Shop outdoor dining, sofas, bistro sets, fire pits, accessories, and more. NFM makes it easy with in-stock styles, guaranteed low prices, and long-term financing. Refresh your outdoor space at NFM. Some exclusions apply. See store for details. Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.